everybody. Once a week or month or year, we gather around together for the airing of the grievances. And this time around, in M-Class Podcast Emails Episode 2, we're not listening to anything you have to say that's negative about us. If I get to a negative part in your email, shutting it down. Damn, Festivus for the rest of us, sucker. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And this week we got a lot of emails from you guys, and I appreciate the shit out of that. That's really awesome. As 12 of them. Don't tell them, them the number. There's there's not a 12. I, I go to first email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we didn't get that many emails, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> we got 12. But there was it's a lot for us. That's a lot of emails. And we yeah. appre- we appreciate so much that you guys write in to us. And I'm going to front load this episode by saying if you'd like to be in an episode of M-Class Emails, oh, yeah. you can send in your emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. It's a little confusing, but not really if you think about it. Well, it's not confusing anymore because we're doing a show called M-Class Email. Yay! So I fixed it. Fuck you, everyone. <laughs> Loophole! We did it! Our first email is from uh, Stefan Kuwabara, mm-hmm. who is also apparently named Jive Turkey. Yeah. And also pronounces his last name Kuwabara. I'm not going to say Kuwabara, because it sounds like I'm too much from Pennsylvania. But Kuwabara... Which is not how I thought that word was pronounced, because in the animes, it's called Kuwabara. Yeah, I would I would have said Kuwabara, too, but, I mean, he wants to be called Kuwabara. We'll call I him mean, Kuwabara. Maybe, maybe he's from Pennsylvania. He might be. I can't, make, turkey. I can't make jokes about states with where I'm from. No, it's just inviting the gunfire yeah, back at me. Literally. <laughs> 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 Fucking uh, Hatfield and McCoy over here. Look, fuck the McCoys, is all I'm saying. Um, Stefan writes Hello television's Jive Turkey here Reporting in from Canada Not Pennsylvania Oh we were, we were close It was close It was in the same portion of the planet earth It was the same western, western hemisphere we got, uh, we got that down The land where my coffee cup wished me a happy 150th Canada day Rather than telling me I didn't win shit From roll up the rim yeah, they had Canada Day recently. Hundred fifty. Happy Canada Day. It was it was a big deal. I read a lot about it from uh, people from Canada. I'm friends with people from Canada and still didn't care. <laughs> I mean, know about it. Um, good save. <laughs> no one will know now. No, everyone will think I'm still a good guy. Yep. Uh, I think I follow everything from the Continue Cinematic Universe, which I guess this is part Holy of. Holy shit. This is the Ant-Man of the Continue Cinematic Universe. <laughs> That's like a really appropriate analogy. <laughs> That's really pretty spot on. Uh, I even watched Frank's Final Fantasy stream, Infinite Fantasy, back when he was doing oh, yeah. that. yeah. I remember that. That's uh, the Salonium, by the way, everybody, if you want to look that up. No, I think that's other Frank. It's other Frank? Yeah, I think that's Frank Snyder he's talking about. What is his thing? He did a Final Fantasy stream. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing because I know uh, other Frank did Final Fantasy too. I don't know if the Salonium did. I'm sure he has played uh, it. Well, <laughs> look. I hope I, I didn't think just we, plug the wrong guy. We'll plug both of them. I think what we learned today was don't name your kid Frank. Yeah, that's that's a good lesson. There was a kid when I was. This is completely off topic. We have forever. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long this is. Yeah. Uh, there was a dude I grew up with named Frank. Right. 
and his yeah. dad's name was Frank, and yeah. his grandfather's name was Frank. Not um, a very original family. But he not. was Frank Jr. Okay, why was he Jr.? And I was like, what the fuck? How are you Jr.? And he was like, well, my dad is Frank Timothy whatever. And his uh-huh. dad is Frank Wells, whatever. Yeah, and no, I'm, it doesn't fucking And I'm Frank way. Wells Jr. So he's not even his father's junior. Oh, he's he's his grandfather. He oh is his grandfather's God. junior. That's some West Virginia math, dude. You That's know, I knew that was coming shit. as soon as I started that story. <laughs> we don't really rightly know who the daddy is, so you're the junior. You're. I don't know. I don't know. You could be. Could be your granddaddy, could be your daddy. We don't know. You couldn't have just thought up a third middle name. Like, <laughs> anyway. That's Do you know neither- what my dad's middle name is? What's that? Ruggles. You're shitting me. That's his real middle name. Ruggles. I was going to be Sam Samuel Ruggles Henderson the fourth. I would have been the fourth. There's four? There's three Ruggles? Yeah, man. Shit, it's that would make crazy. a great Wiggles cover band. The Ruggles. <laughs> the Ruggles? Just get your whole family to be the Ruggles. I think that middle name comes from, like, Wild West times when, like, people, like, had cool nicknames like Ruggles. and That's like, pretty much the coolest nickname. That would be the coolest There's nickname. There's Doc Holliday, Billy yeah. the Kid, uh-huh. and Ruggles. Yeah. It's all the yeah. same. So cool. For a long time, I'd never really gotten into the original Trek for whatever reason, but earlier this month, Jeff finally told me a couple fantastic episodes which built enough enthusiasm for me to finally start plowing through them. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. (laughs) I felt like I had to write in while I still had the opportunity to take a capital D on the new Trek's chest. Oh, shit. (laughs) Star Trek 09 makes me sick to my stomach, and the more I think about it, the worse it gets. Thank you. No matter how lazy and plotless Into Darkness may be, it'll always pale in comparison to the abomination that is Star Trek 09. We got a hot take. Oh, man. This is... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think they're both terrible. Oh, yeah. I I mean... I think they're different flavors of terrible, though. Yeah, one is dog shit, and the other one's elephant shit. Yeah, and I think, personally, that Into Darkness is the elephant shit. It's a bigger pile of shit, but elephant shit might taste a little better than dog shit. I don't know. I haven't tasted them. This is in the, a while. This is the dog shit cast. Everyone, welcome. <laughs> delicious, delicious dog shit chat. Uh, Star Trek 09 is like someone buying a heritage house, then watching some shitty ass home renovation reality show and gutting the house and flipping it. They've yeah. taken something beautiful and destroyed it for all future generations just to turn a quick buck. Yep. God, that's true. You got me. You yep. might be turning me over here. This is the best email we've ever gotten, <laughs> by the way. Uh, after that, I can't watch Into Darkness and Beyond with the lens of Trek. I see it the same way I see something like the Transformers movies, where I'm pleasantly surprised when they don't do something unbelievably inept. When does that happen in those movies? I'd like you to point that out. <laughs> I'm interested. I'll pump the brakes here. There are parts in Beyond that are unbelievably inept. That aren't unbelievably that inept? are not are. unbelievably okay. inept. There are parts. Yeah. There's... Uh, okay. All right. You can, you you can refer to the program we made just before this <laughs> for that. Uh, I remain hopeful for Star Trek Discovery, despite all the weirdly aggressive marketing on the show and the horrible writers. 
Yeah, you're, so... Uh, you're a very optimistic type of guy, aren't you? Your glass is definitely more than half full. Your glass is three halves full. <laughs> There's that mathematician coming through again. It's a compound fraction joke. Shit. <laughs> I'm not Star Trek for podcast. this podcast anymore. <laughs> I remain, uh, the main reason being, there has never been a Star Trek that was marketed correctly. And secondly, because I kind of have to. I mean, if they fuck this up, Star Trek could be double irreversibly fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, though. <laughs> it's okay. No, seriously, it's fine. I mean... Somebody will, somebody will make a good one. They eventually, will. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, they will. they'll figure out how to do it again. Yeah. They did it with Spider-Man. I mean, they're on, like, the third reboot of Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's pretty good, so... If this was a just world, Jonathan Frakes and Tim Russ would have the money to buy back the rights to the series. At this point, they're the only ones I'd trust with it. Tim Russ? Oh, wow. I don't know. (laughs) That dude will do... He loves Star Trek, though. If they wanted him to be in Discovery, he'd be in it. He would do... He'll do anything. That dude will do anything. (laughs) Anywho, I can't wait for you guys to get to the main series. I mean... Could you imagine getting to watch something actually good every week? Doesn't that sound beautiful? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. May your warp core always be full of dilithium, and the stars <laughs> be always upon your trek. Oh, that was beautiful. That Thank was you. beautiful. Thank you, Stefan. What a great email. Thank you, Jive Turkey. Jive Turkey? <laughs> you were definitely not a Jive Turkey in that email. I feel like Jive Turkey was like an insult at one point, but now it's not. It's your. It still means that you're lame as fuck. No. Nah, Although that Jive cool Turkey is fuck. cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Our next email is from Colin Brady, who says Tom Brady's brother. Email, email, email. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. I'm sure you're both familiar with the transporter thought experiment, which argues that a transporter that functions by deconstructing you atom by atom, beaming the data somewhere else, and reconstructing you atom by atom, actually works by killing the original and creating a clone (laughs) somewhere else. I saw the prestige. (laughs) That's the plot. Sorry, everyone who didn't see the movie that's ten years old. (laughs) David Bowie's in it. He is. He's Tesla. Since this is basically how the transporters in Star Trek are said to work, do you think this is what happens whenever someone in the show transports? No. No. Um, There's like, here's the thing, right? Uh, yeah. The, there are a billion scientists on Earth, like billions and billions of scientists. I feel like someone at some point would have been like, oh shit, we're killing yeah. people when we teleport them. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's, it's There's a Heisenberg compensator, right? Which compensates for every... Uh, like so, like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle says that you can't know where every electron is in an atom because you you can't. It's like quantum, no. yeah. like quantum physics. It's, qu- it's quantumly in in identifiable. Yeah. So they have a magical device called a Heisenberg compensator, <laughs> which we don't which, know anything about yet because it's so right. far in the future. Which maybe that's a real thing that could happen. Who knows? But like, it ju- it just. It's it, taking an exact picture of you and then printing you out again. It, it like, like, transports your consciousness as well. I mean, whether you believe... Yeah. Well, in the Star Trek universe, a consciousness is a thing because the Katra exists, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, regardless of what you believe, where that came from, what that is, or whatever, there is a separate consciousness in the Star Trek universe that is identifiable. And that yeah. gets transported along with your molecules. So, like, the the transporter is such a powerful computer that, like, it is just taking a screenshot of your essence, per, like, basically. Like, every atom in your brain, every neuron, every bit of shit in your body, it, like, knows about instantly. Which that, is fucking impossible. It really is. <laughs> but that also brings up the question of, like, Tom Riker. Oh, Thomas? Fuck him. Yeah, Thomas is a piece of shit, right? But... Like, he had all the same memories and everything yeah. that uh, Will Riker had. So, does it create a duplicate of your consciousness as well? Well, it does in the, in the uh, Prestige, it does. Like, yeah. he has to kill himself every night, his yeah, other version you, you of himself. You don't have to do that in Star Trek, though. It's just, no. it's magic, alright, everybody? It's yeah, magic. it's just, it's space magic. <laughs> We don't understand that any technology sufficiently advanced enough appears as magic. If I... Yeah, right. That's what Arthur C. Clarke said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and If I knew how the transporter worked, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I get you. I'm fucking picking up what you're putting down. Personally, yeah. <laughs> he continues. He points out what I was going to point out since yeah, I yeah. stopped. Uh, personally, I don't think so because of the events that take place in the TNG episode Realm of Fear. Mm-hmm. In that episode, they establish that there exists some kind of in-between dimension you visit when you transport, as shown yeah. when Barkley grabs a hold of somebody while in mid-transport and dragging them back to the starship. Also, the fact that we see that Barkley is conscious the entire time that he's transporting means that, you know, you can't yeah. duplicate somebody. I mean, maybe he's not, though. Like, maybe that's the thing. Like... Maybe you do die, like, for, like, a scientific, lack of a better term, like, a scientific death, right? Like, a science death. Like, your brain stops functioning for a millisecond. You're dead for a millisecond, right? That's that's how I always sort of pictured it, but that episode, like, negates that, right? Because... But, like, what about people who, like, claim that they, like, see lights and shit when they're dying? Like, maybe it's just your brain releasing that chemical? You know that theory? Yeah, we're going through the episode now, though, because that's what Jordy says to Barkley. He says maybe it's all just, like, a hallucination in your brain, like your brain is filling in the gaps, but Barkley actually pulls someone out of that dimension. Yeah, because he's such a dingbat. Like, what are you doing, (laughs) Barkley? (laughs) So it's nebulous, right? Nobody fucking knows how the transporter actually yeah, works. I don't and if they did, we'd have them. So I mean, we we just well, I mean, we've done it in America, but China just teleported a photon into into onto a satellite or something like that. So we're still a long ways away from teleporting uh, an entire being. Yeah, might not ever get there. Maybe it's not. a lot of a lot of computing. You need a lot I of computers. They t- they said something about it would take seven. Like it was one of those numbers that's like a number, and then like to the end, <laughs> like, like ten power. to the ten to the whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it would take that many of the world's most powerful supercomputer to like teleport a hand. Right. So. Well. There's someone's jerk-off hand that can get sent to them when they're on a different planet. <laughs> if you leave it at home, we can send it to you. <laughs> ah, fuck, I forgot my jerk-off hand. <laughs> Shit. 
uh, granted, the nitty-gritty of how Star Trek technology works varies from episode to episode, so what I just said could be contradicted by some other episode at some point, but this yeah. is the version I choose as my canon. What do you guys think? I th- yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't kill you. I mean, that's, that's like, a th- like you said, it's a thought experiment. It's like a fun, like, yeah, it's oh, but the, what if, right? Yeah, it's the Argo, right? Jason's yeah. Argo. Like you yeah. take a piece of wood off of it, and then you take the screws out, and then you replace those, and then you yeah. take all. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. eventually, it's entirely made out of new parts. Is it still is it the, the Argo? Ship? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the the answer to that experiment to me is the same answer I gave to this thought experiment. Your consciousness goes along with your body when you transport, so you're still right. you. And the name and experiences of all the people in the ship still goes with the Argo, even though it's an entirely new ship, technically. Right. But, I mean, even... Now we're going to get real philosophical. we got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. But even, like, you on a day-to-day basis isn't what you are. Like, you no. think of you as you, but you're you're different at the end of the day. You're a different person. Yeah. You have different cells. You have different energy inside of you from the different food that you ate. Like, well, that's the thing is, like, your cellular structure is an entirely new cellular structure every seven years or right. whatever. Six, yeah. I think. Every six years, your cells are not... You don't share a single cell in your body with yourself six years ago. Yeah. Which is nuts. Crazy, but you're still you, right? You still call yourself you. Although well, I guess you could argue against that as well. I would, I would definitely. I love. This is very Buddhist right now. What yeah, we're doing, it really is. <laughs> you have to think about what makes a person a person. Yeah, and that's uh, above my pay grade. <laughs> I don't get paid for this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> next question. <laughs> Uh, sincerely, Colin Brady. P.S. Barkley is the most relatable character ever created in the history of fiction. You are absolutely correct, sir. He's super relatable, but like, ev- I don't like him because he's too relatable. Dude, like, I, I don't want to watch. Love him. I know I love him too, but like, I don't want to like, I don't want to relate to that. I want. I'd like to think I would be like cool with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I wouldn't. But. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've come to accept that about myself. I don't know. <laughs> You're a much uh, wiser man than I am. <laughs> a much more defeatist man. <laughs> you know? That thing was going around, like, name three fictional characters that describe mm-hmm. you or whatever, and Barkley was one of mine. So. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool. <laughs> uh, PPS, you guys should rub beards. We should. I believe that's called brussling. <laughs> Is that true? I think that's true. Oh, you learned something today. Everybody learned something today. Something weird. Everybody well, when we get it. that transporter up online, we can do it instantly. <laughs> Just wake up every morning, transport, brussel, transport by. <laughs> Gotta go home. Sorry, Jeff. Put your wife to bed. We're brusseling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, our next email is from Parker, who I hear can't lose. <laughs> oh, my God. That reference is brought to you by the year 1988. Yeah. <laughs> no one understands what I just said but you, so that's good. My uncle loved that show. Really? He was the only one. He loved it. I don't know why. That's why he stayed on for a season and a half, I guess. <laughs> he was pulling the ratings for him. <laughs> this this one guy in Philadelphia loves it. we got to keep it up. Make, make half a season for him. Uh, hi, Jeff and Josh. Thanks for all the sweet liquid latinum podcast goodness you put out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah. Lissaching. Lissaching. 
this isn't quite a Star Trek question, but one about alternate universes. Ooh. We're getting super yeah. metaphysical tonight. I'm all about it. This is great. There was a book I read when I was 11 or 12 about a kid who finds a box with a portal to a shadow dimension where there was a giant swing ritual thing. Not really important what it was. I want to know what the Wrinkle in Time? I read that book. Maybe. What is the swing ritual? I don't know. I don't know this book. I didn't read that. Uh, Uh, Anyways, I've never been able to find the book, and all of my Google searches have come up empty. Do you uh, think my universe changed because George Kirk died? (laughs) (laughs) Like the Mandela effect? Mandela effect? That's the new Mandela effect. George George Kirk died. died. And is there any... Is there anything you distinctly remember but can never find again? I wonder who died to change our universe to one where we have an orange armus in charge of America. <laughs> Just some food for alternate dimension thought. Thanks. Uh, Sincerely, there, Parker. There was a movie from the late 80s, early 90s. I think it's called uh, My 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 Super... No, what the fuck was it? I don't even remember the name of it, but I, I have it on YouTube now. I never remember the name of it. But I couldn't find it forever, and then Mike found it for me a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago. Um, and I and I was I was going crazy. I was like, "This doesn't exist!" Like I fucking imagined this. Like it's a movie where like a guy, uh, the devil possesses a girl at a party. It's like a party movie, but the <laughs> devil possesses this girl. This sounds rocking. It's fucking. It's such a weird. It's a goddamn weird movie. And like, this guy is like sent by god as like an angel to like hunt the devil down he has like a laser gun it's fucking crazy this sounds dope is what it sounds dude it it used to be on comedy central all the time i don't remember it it. i'm gonna find it hold on there there was a song right i played i went to a friend's house and played some bike game i was under the impression it was dave mira's bmx yeah but uh i feel like that was wrong and there was another bike game that played like a Tony Hawk. Uh-huh. I forget now. It's been like a year but since I discovered this. But there was a song in it. And I spent the better part of 15 years trying yeah. to find this song. Oh, that's the worst, dude. And it was stuck worst. in my head. And I'd all but given up, right? And I just got a stray hair up my ass one day to go searching for it again. I'd done uh-huh. a million internet searches for it. And I found it, and it sucked dick. It was the worst experience of my life. (laughs) The movie is called Girlfriend from Hell. It's on YouTube for free. Uh, You should watch it. Uh, Maybe I will. So, like, but did you find the song, I did find the song, and it sucked dick. It really, (laughs) it was a terrible song. It was one of the worst moments of my life. Fifteen years waiting for the song. It's like going back and, like, it was like some shitty rap rock song that well, I I want to know what it was. I don't remember now and I don't care. Oh it's, no. It's I no longer remember or care and no, it's better that way. I need to know. I bet it was like Chevelle. It was not Chevelle. <laughs> it was not. Thank you for that email, Parker. That was a good thought experiment. Our next email is from Yakub who Yacoub. says um I will say out of the gate, Beyond is the best Kelvin timeline movie. It uh-huh. beats it beats the Final Frontier and Insurrection in my personal rankings too. Wow, Dis- disagree, but uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I it might be Final Frontier for me. I gotta say, yeah, but they don't punch 
God with a photon torpedo. I guess you got me there. Nobody punches a horse in Beyond. <laughs> yeah, where's that? <laughs> There's no fan dance in Beyond. I guess it's true. I enjoyed the villain, the duet scenes, Bones and Kirk drinking, Bones operating on Spock. All Bones scenes, I point out to you, yeah, the yeah. listener. Yeah. Uh, and the plot finally made a speck of sense. <laughs> I also like how it escalated from Kirk saying that he didn't enjoy being stranded in space in his log to actually stranding the crew on an unknown planet. Uh, oh, yeah, I got it. The Shrek child in Yorktown at minute nine scared me. Was there a Shrek child? I don't know what that... I don't... That's... I'm not looking for that. That sounds Shrek haunted. Shrek child? That sounds really haunted. I'm not messing I'm not- with that. I could open it, but I'd have to click on some stuff, and I don't want to do that. Uh, unfortunately, stupidity is still strong in the universe where George Kirk died. <laughs> I don't know the canon, but here's basic physics debunking a significant part of this movie. I'm I ass- ready. I assume Earth is a model for M-class planets, so that they uh-huh. would have similar atmosphere density and be of a similar size. It's it's not. Earth is not the model for it. Yeah. M-class is like a Vulcan term, isn't it? Yeah, Minchara-class. Yeah. And then Starfleet just shortens it to M. Yeah. Uh, Therefore, slingshotting a downed starship by sliding it down a rocky slope (laughs) is impossible (laughs) without a non-Newtonian explanation. Yeah, yeah. Which I believe was not given. There was no explanation, sir. They just (laughs) needed a thing to go be fun. We're on a... It's a a ride. You're at an amusement park. Yeah, it is a ride. Um, I'd expect the navigator or the science officer to prove with math if the takeoff is possible. Scotty even mentions that starships were not meant to take off from the surface because they were built in space. Uh-huh. Duh. Where was that insight in 2009? <laughs> yep. Here comes the writer's task of the episode. How would you take off with a downed USS Franklin? You can add one science fiction element to the story or use your knowledge of Star Trek universe, but the Go Franklin to warp. still has to pursue the swarm. Go to warp. Go to warp on the planet? Yeah, like, figure out a way to lift, maybe, like, like lift the ship up enough to, like, so it doesn't... I mean, I guess it wouldn't, and, like, well, it might... Going to warp... I don't know how the warp field works in It probably would fuck some shit up. But it creates a warp bubble in the regular universe, which they can't use within a certain distance of a populated planet because it'll shift the poles... Yeah, it fucks shit up. Yeah, the uh, force of being pulled into the warp bubble can cause yeah, catastrophic it, problems around it. It creates like a, rel- a relative universe, like a different universe inside of our universe is Which pretty much what it does. would absolutely fuck up the atmosphere of a planet. It could actually I mean, I, pull the atmosphere of the planet into it. If you hit a planet at warp, uh, the planet would explode. Yes. Because like, the Romulans do that. <laughs> The Romulans kamikaze Yeah. Uh, fucking planets. Romulans. <laughs> fucking Romulans. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, there's got to be a way that, like... I, just, I think the whole, like, you can't take a ship off from the planet's surface is stupid. Like, what if you have to land on a planet? Like, how are you going to get the ship off? Tractor beam? Get another but why ship would you have beam? to? What if... But I mean, like, in an emergency. Like, what if you have to do it? But, and like, your ship is still fine. The thing is, like... Um, if your ship runs out of fuel or something, it still just floats in space. Yeah, but if it was crashing, like, what if the ship crashes and then, like, you can still live, like, like the ship's still viable as a ship, 
Like you gotta have a way to get it off of a planet. I guess it was like either it was like a resource type thing. You have to figure out what goes into the ship, and if it's un- if it's never going to be in a situation where it needs to be salvaged from a planet. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess so. the idea was that if a ship goes down on a planet, you just send another ship to get it, because that's what they do when ships break down anyway. Yeah. And you'd be able to just track your beam off the planet. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think the whole, like, you can't do it is a little... I, I, I think that's another that. problem with this movie, where you're like, well, why? <laughs> I mean, not only did you just do it two movies ago, but, like, why can't you do it? Yeah, like, I understand tons that. of shit. They like, did it one movie ago. Because they, they take off from underneath the ocean. Oh, yeah, they do it in that movie, too. Yeah, yeah fuck it. in the same fucking ship, even. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't not know. the like, same ship. It's the Franklin they're trying to take off with, but whatever. There's, like, all kinds of anti-gravity shit in this universe. So, like, I don't know, put a bunch of fucking anti-gravity shit under the, the ship. The thing is, it still has <laughs> thrusters, right? Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, they're like, they won't activate unless we're already falling? Yeah. <laughs> It's what? so dumb. It's so fucking dumb, it's, dude. I feel like that's where the problem comes in. It's not yeah. like the ship can't take off. It's not right. made to take off. It's that they won't use their fucking thrusters until they're falling. Yeah, can't Scotty just, like, make them work differently? Yeah. Like, he's a can't fucking you, genius. Can't you, like, manually fire them? Yeah. Like, you know, how a pilot would do? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, Yakub has a, uh, a theory. An idea. I'm ready. I'd have the life-sucking technology used by Crawl come from a mineral or element present in the planet's composition. As mm. it's diminished, holes and tunnels develop. As a bonus, the planets could look more like an insect nest, which goes along with the hive. Uh, that's smart. Uh, the ship flies into one of these tunnels, applies full power to the pulse engines, and comes out the other end, making a drifting turn into warp and catches up with the swarm. Drifting turn? You're Tokyo drifting in space? You're fucking crazy, dude! Look, you know who directed this movie. You know who would have <laughs> been on board drift, for that man. shit. You'd have been like, wait a minute, you mean I can fucking Tokyo drift? <laughs> he would have had one of them be like, just like they did in Tokyo in ancient Earth. <laughs> yeah, wink. Uh, no, can that's I a, consult that's a cool on the next movie now? <laughs> yes, for sure. M-Class Emails is a great idea. And special thanks to Jeff for going the extra mile to pronounce my name correctly. Hey, Yay! thank you for going the extra mile to let me know how to pronounce your name. I don't want to fucking flub people's names when they're... I know, it's the worst. They're kind enough to send us in an email. Yeah, y'all always feel bad when that happens. And he wrote a little <laughs> personal message to us that I'm not going to share with anybody. Because it's just Good. for us. Good, it's ours. Yours Get truly, Yakub. Thank you. Thank you so much, dude. Our next question is from John, John, name withheld upon request, Okay, who says, Hey, Trek boys. Trek boys. Trek boys. Fucking <laughs> uh, stupid. I fucking love it. Don't insult my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Thanks for adding another podcast to the Josh Henderson universe, which I guess oh, is the Henderverse. My. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Even with the the weekly release schedules for shows like Fantasy Fiction and Cracking the Spine, I've burned <laughs> through the backlog catalog a little too quickly. <laughs> yes, weekly release. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it turns out, front-loaded all the bad Star Trek content when I was younger with Nemesis 2009 and Into Darkness, which kept me from digging too deeply. Did you try to ruin Star Trek for yourself? <laughs> Jesus. 
That's a one, two, three punch that'll put you down every time. Damn, dude. Once I started watching TOS, though, I realized I hadn't given it a fair shake. The popular view of Kirk as a chauvinistic space cowboy didn't match the level-headed, thoughtful captain I saw on screen. I know. I fucking know, buddy. Right there with you. This is Jeff's hot-button issue. It really is. If you want to set me (laughs) off on a rant, you mention that shit. (laughs) Uh, Similarly, TNG's Picard came off uh, much more emotionally walled off and gruff than I've been led to believe. They got their ups and downs, both characters. Like, uh, Picard is as close to a perfect person as you can be, but he is is pretty walled off. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like... I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, emotions are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Vulcan all the way, baby. (laughs) They're just tools. They're just tools, and like most people in our time, in our universe, use them incorrectly. That's true. That That's my opinion. True. That's just my opinion. Uh, I, you can't stop them, though, because we're not Vulcans, sadly. Yeah, not yet. Not we're yet. We'll like be help. Vulcans one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you think of any other characters that have, in the Star Trek universe... Uh, wait a second. I'm reading this wrong. Okay. okay, no, I'm not. Can you think of any other characters that have, in the Star Trek universe, deserve... Uh, okay, he just wrote it wrong. Sorry, John. I'm sorry. Are there any characters in the Star Trek universe that have an inaccurate public image or deserve a second look for their image? Um, I mean, everyone from 2009 universe is wrong, pretty much. <laughs> uh, he means are there characters like Kirk's inaccurate public image from the original series? Like, is there somebody who pop culture views a certain way and uh... they're not in the actual series? And I feel like Riker suffers from the same Kirk Yeah, syndrome. Yeah, Riker does. And there are even people who stand up for Kirk who are like, Kirk was absolutely not like that, but yeah. Riker was. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking watch the show. Yeah, no, Riker's much more stern. Like, like he's yeah, much he's, more... he's more stern. He also has, like, a real obvious sense of humor that he always yeah. flaunts about. And yeah. it's, people say that because he sleeps with a lot of women, but it's like free love times, man. Yeah, man, it's like, fucking... if there's no, like, space aids and, like, you have, like, a injection that, like, prevents babies from being born and shit, like, just fuck whoever. Just yeah. fuck who the fuck ever, whenever. Fuck it. Which is great. And none yeah. of the women he has sex with are ever, are ever like, like they never regret it. They're always right. 100% on board. That's our, like, puritanical it American really bullshit that we, we're like, well, he's fucking people. It's like, yeah, you would too. Yeah, <laughs> it would be awesome. Yeah. He's it not in a rule. relationship or anything. Yeah. And even if he was, fucking maybe that's like, they're into that shit. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Don't be judging. Who knows? It's space time, baby. Who who else has like an inaccurate public image? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not, not as big as Kirk, so like I don't really. I don't, I don't know. I feel like, like from what I've seen, I make a lot of jokes about this as well. But like Janeway has a very inaccurate public image. It's some yeah. sort of like devil woman. You know, Janeway is like really caring and yeah. really like she tries to make the best decisions she possibly can yeah. in a situation that's like almost no win. She gets shit for being a lot like Kirk at the end of the show because she's a woman. I do think and she I, goes way further than Kirk near the end I of the show. Know. I don't know. I and don't know. I feel I like it's, it's a situation of necessity. I like, feel like it doesn't really matter. Like, at that point, like, fuck it, right? Like, what do you, uh, like, 
I guess that's true. I it mean, they went back uh, in time, Jeff, to rescue whales, and they stole two whales. Look, the whales were not needed, okay? <laughs> the whales yeah, were but, super needed in the But future. from, like, a Starfleet military point of view, like, anything that bloodies the nose of the Borg, like, I'm all for that shit. What about giving the Borg technology? I don't think she... Well, she, she like, shoots them with those, like, super torpedoes. She, like, makes that deal with the Borg so that she... Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that doesn't matter, whatever. No, it doesn't. Ultimately. No, but I do I do think that she gets a way worse rep than she I think it's she deserves. she's a woman. It I'm, probably I'm gonna, is. I'm going to play that card. I think I will, it's I will say that I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> There's probably a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's tough. I feel like there's a little bit of that for everybody. But well, um, yeah, Star Trek is like a lot like Star Wars in that like people who don't really watch it kind of have an idea of what it is, but they don't really yeah. know what it is. And and that leads to like 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 with Star Trek and Star Wars, there's such like culturally like mega phenomena, you know, that like maybe not Star Trek as much as Star yeah. idea of what yeah, this, the right. series are and it's never right. accurate it's never true yeah so i feel like there's a lot of that it's i feel like the biggest one is star trek itself gets a bad public exactly. idea people are like oh it's boring or it's nerds i mean for yeah. in the 80s it was they were nerds and now yeah. it's like well it's boring it's just you're dumb then if you watch star trek and you're like it's boring it's because your brain doesn't fire enough cylinders to get it you're not a person you're not a fully formed person <laughs> fucking go back to the mold you need more work <laughs> um he, he labeled each of these sections long-winded intro actual question and then this last section is goofy crap slash continue stuff jeff won't care about <laughs> which i thought was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's like the most organized ass email. It's like a work email. Um, although it starts with stuff I would care about. It says, <laughs> if you ever do shirt it, I went in on the action. Well, as a matter of fact, Uh-oh. we did a shirt it shirt, which you can find on TeePublic if you search for M-Class Podcast. Do it. Do it. Buy it. Give us Buy money. It. Fuck. <laughs> uh, my mother's maiden name is Laraquette. My social security number is 420-69-2364. I believe it. And my first dog's name was Scotty. Charge it to whatever credit card you find with all that. <laughs> well, with your social security number, I'm pretty sure we could... <laughs> well, his, yeah. his social security number is 420-69, Josh. <laughs> it I might it. not be legit. I believe it. I believe it. No, I want to believe it, Jeff. I want to believe <laughs> I believe everything that man said because it's exactly what I wanted to hear. He wouldn't lie to me. P.S. Being a continue fan from Indianapolis, I'm kicking myself for missing indie popcom. Please you come back it. soon. Uh, yeah, I would love to go back if they have us back. He says P.P.S. and then he says a catchphrase from another podcast, which I can be sued for mentioning. So, <laughs> thanks for writing in, Josh. John. Shit. Shit. I fucked it, everybody! It's alright. Our next email <laughs> is from Justin, who says... All these J names. J names are the best, everybody. You should I know get a they J are. name. Change your name to a J name. Yeah. Just change the first letter. Keep it whatever else it is. <laughs> hey, guys. I just finished listening to every episode of the show after you guys both kept talking about it in Josh's streams. It finally paid off, everybody. Yes! 
It finally paid off. <laughs> Even though I've never seen a single Star Trek thing, this has become one of my favorite podcasts and really gotten me interested in the show and movies. Awesome. Since I don't really know anything about Star Trek, I have an unrelated question for Jeff. As an artist, do you think having a college degree is important? P.S. Josh, it was great meeting you at Indie PopCon. Keep on wit... I mean, oh. keep on space captaining. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> Almost got sued. <laughs> Um, I tell you what, I went to college to be uh, a graphic designer. I originally went to do um, like art education and be an art teacher. Yeah. And then I realized I hated children and teenagers. Yeah, which yeah. is the right opinion. And then I uh, I decided to I went into graphic design because my school didn't have an illustration major. And uh, the long and sh- the long and short answer to your question is no. I don't yeah. think it's necessary to have a college degree. Yeah, I um, agree. I went to film school, so it's kind of like art school, yeah. but with moving pictures. Which are better, I hear. Uh, it's, but. <laughs> um, it takes longer to do anything, and it's far more frustrating. But yeah, like, I, I, it doesn't, you don't, nobody, like, the fact that I have, I have, like, just an associate's degree, and, like, the fact that I have that means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like I have bullshit. a bachelor's degree, and really yeah. none of the positions I've ever had, had no one cared or asked me any of yeah. my college experience whatsoever. It never mattered. Yeah, it never uh, mattered. They look at your portfolio as an artist, and yeah. you need to work on your portfolio a lot, put only your best pieces in there, and keep it below 15 pieces is the yeah. best advice. Because no matter how good your art is, if you go above 15 pieces, people are going to get bored of it. Uh-huh. And start to lose interest in what you're doing. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> keep your uh, keep your portfolio as varied as you possibly can, like from all the range of the type of art you do, and um, learn how to. What happens if you have well. like sculpture? You just take a picture of the sculpture. Yeah, you take photos of, from different angles. Yeah. yeah. If you do sculpture, and I'm sure there are like film portfolios as well, like reels that you can show. Yeah, reels are like the. Yeah, reels are a little more. Like, so the reel becomes like its own like project. Yeah, like its own it, you film have to project. show your editing skill with your yeah, reel. Yeah, it's like. it's I, Reels are weird. I, I never. I never put much stock in reels, honestly, because like I think portfolios are different. Because yeah, portfolios like, are different. A website different. is also like I've I've met a lot of because I get fuck. This is gonna make me sound like such a asshole. I get invited back to my college every now and then to do portfolio reviews. Yeah, and to like That's cool. judge the students' portfolios and stuff. And um, sometimes students will fight me over having a website. Right. If you don't have a website in the digital age, um, you're not going to get job offers. Yeah, you have to have some kind of, like, online presence that's not your fucking Facebook. Yeah, like, your Tumblr, no one's gonna go to your Tumblr and look at your art. You have to have a website. WordPress is very easy to set a website up on. Yep. And there are actual, like, site-building tools that you can just pay, like, a little bit of money for, and it'll build it for you. What about, like, websites like Patreon? Like, the Continue Patreon? (laughs) Oh, you fucker. (laughs) I don't make any money off of that, so fuck you. <laughs> now, you can find them at patreon.com slash continue show, right? I think so. <laughs> or just search it. Give them money. They're three great guys. I only really know one of them, but I'm sure the other two are also good. I'm super cool. He's he's the best one because I'm friends with him. Yay! Star <laughs> Trek! Star Trek! Um, <laughs> website. Portfolio. Have a big swinging dick. 
All you need. Yeah. Oh. Work on your art. That's the main thing, right? Like, yeah. Don't worry about, like, someone, like, saying, like, your art is okay. Like, who cares? Like, for a long time in my life, like, I thought I was a big weirdo because of, like, the way I was. Like, you know? Yes. And I, 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 it took me a long time to realize, like, no, everyone else is just, like, pretending <laughs> to, like, Yeah, everybody be is normal. a weirdo. Yeah, everyone's fucking weird. And I'm not, like, any more weird. And I just happened to find a way to make my weirdness. I say that, John. <laughs> well, I found a way to, like, turn my weirdness into, like, entertaining people. Yeah. Which is h- hard to do. But, like, you just it takes some time. Like, you're not, it's not going to, like, click immediately, you know? True. Very true. Um, the quality of your art matters more than anything else. If, even if you're, like, really shitty at presenting it and mm. your portfolio isn't put together super well... Uh, the quality of your art and showing that you're capable of doing multiple things is always that's important. Best. That's like, always diversifying important. your skills. Always, yep. always important. Yep. Uh, I had to learn coding for that shit, so you got to learn some. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Thanks for writing in, though. Good question. Our next email is from Sean, who says, "Sean, hello again, dudes. Read that Boston Sean thing. That was a throwback to the continue cast for Sean Dupree, or however his name is spelled. Oh yeah, uh, which apparently is going to be a thing again, possibly thanks to a continue Patreon. Oh, weird. So it's that's like, cool. Oh yeah, no, it's up. the 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 continue cast is up on the Patreon for the patrons only. Really, Josh? How much do you have to pay to be able to hear that continue cast? I think you only have to pay the minimum, which I believe is $2. Value! (laughs) So that's cool. Get to hear more about the Loop 10 U Army and maybe some sweet tea. Oh, I forgot about sweet tea. Anyway. Oh my god, so many (laughs) podcasts. On the actual subject of your podcast, I really dig listening to you guys. It's always fun to hear your takes on the movies. Thank you. Thank you so much. And after watching the latest one since it was up on Hulu? I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) Yes. But after watching the latest one, Jeff is right. It's not a horrible film, all things considered. It's by a wide margin better than the previous two reboots. That Mm. is to say, it's still not a good movie, but for sure a popcorn-munching, turn-your-brain-off style flick. And I get that. Yeah. I like that style of movie, though for that very reason of popcorn-munching, brainless explosions. I mean, I've seen all the Fast and the Furious movies. All fucking eight of them. That's a lot of brainless garbage. That's a lot of hours of eating popcorn and turning your brain off. Yeah. I don't... Star Trek isn't supposed to be that, is what makes yeah. pisses me off about right. it. Right, like, Fast and the Furious is, is great, and I'll, I'll watch Fast and the Furious. Like, it's ridiculous, I'm and that's why it's great. I've only seen the first one, so I missed it's, out on all the good ones, apparently. It gets, dude, it gets fucking psycho. That's like, what it gets I hear. crazy. But, like, yeah, Star Trek isn't, th- isn't that at all. Like, that's not what it is, so yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Like I said, it's a competent action movie, and if it was just yeah. an action movie, it'd be great, but it's Star Trek, so it pisses me off. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> On the topic of the reboots, Carl fucking Urban is still probably the best actor in the mix, and he seems completely underutilized. Yeah, I think because he's too good, honestly. Could like, be. He upstages I, the main actors. I think I think he just doesn't fit. I don't think he fits with the movie. Like, no, like, he's playing Bones, and all the other people yeah. are playing action characters. Right, they're like 
Ohura, but it's really not anyone. <laughs> it's really not her whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, something about him in Dread, Doom, and that one Riddick movie made me really like him, and I think he'd be awesome in literally any reboot of an old Stallone movie from the late 80s to the 90s. Cobra. <laughs> Imagine a second run of Demolition Man with him and, say, Terry Crews. <laughs> He just he just goes back and does all of Stallone's movies. Yeah. I like how Cobra was the first one that came to you though. Fucking Cobra-ity! I, I fucking love when I was a kid I loved that movie. Dude, it's so ridiculous. I had never seen that movie until recently. That movie is hot fucking garbage, but I it love it. It sucks, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> There's just a scene of him pulling his gun apart and eating a piece of like half-eaten pizza that he doesn't even finish. Like what what is that movie about? It's about uh, him and Bridget Nielsen getting married later yeah, in real life. I guess. That's what that movie's about. Oh, all right. Star Trek. Are you guys going to perhaps do a live stream of your commentary of the um, first episode of Discovery? Or is that going to be oh, its own man. podcast episode? That's, that's a great suggestion. You know, that might be a reward of a <laughs> tier of some kind on some sort of a website that's coming soon. <laughs> Give us your money. Money, please. <laughs> From the preview, shit's looking pretty Michael Bay explosions and Lin Flare fest. Yeah, it's gonna be not good. <laughs> Did you see the new, um, I guess it's new if this is a new podcast. If it's not a new podcast, it's old. Did you see the uh, new trailer for it? Uh, I, yeah, I think I saw the latest one. Dude, yeah. it's not looking good. <laughs> Yeah, just hang it up. We're done. We're done with Star Trek with Fuck. CBS. C- CBS and Paramount need to sell Star Trek to someone. I don't fucking Disney anybody at this yeah, point. I Jesus don't know. Marvel Christ. fucking sell somebody. Here's hoping it actually has good story going for it. Though as you've already touched on them killing that whole there's no petty bullshit in the future because we're finally better than that thing is probably going to kill its future for fans of the series. Yeah. You know, that and hiding it on their stupid streaming service that literally no one has. Yeah, you know what? Network television uh, has been free, literally free, for 60, 70 years. You paid but your now provider, you got, and that's it. You yeah, got but a million now you, channels. I mean, back in the day, you just got an antenna, and you hooked it up to your television. And then you and had you free TV. It. Yeah, and you can still do that. You can still buy the digital tuner. and just Yeah, watch. you can get CBS for free on yeah, your TV. You can, you can just watch it for free. Yeah. it's free. But uh, not anymore. Stupid. Everything's on a streaming service now. Everything has its own fucking streaming service. Should have invented Netflix, CBS, if you wanted to invent Netflix. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every other streaming service. Netflix already fucking exists. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Knock it off. You are done. Negotiate a deal with them, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Just get some money for that shit. Yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. Thanks for writing in. Great podcast. Should we take a break a little bit? A little bit of break? We can take a bit of a break right here Let's in the middle. Why not? I'm worried about uh, sink issues. There's a little behind the, sure, behind little the curtain here. How we make the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after maybe a message. I don't know. Milk. Mr. Spark. My search for something super chocolatey has led me here. Must be my delicious cocoa pebbles. Fascinating. They're yours if you take me on the Enterprise. Mmm, mega chocolatey feast. Feed me up. Dino? Barney, my pebbles. Warp speed ahead. 
post-cocoa pebble cereal part of this nutritious breakfast. And we're back, everybody, Fuck with yeah. our next email. More emails. Our next email is from A to B, which is a great name if it was real. Cool name. But your email address lets me know that it's not. A to B Jr. <laughs> A to B the third junior. Ruggles. <laughs> Fucking Ruggles writes in. Uh, A to B writes in. Hi, Jeff and Josh again. Hi. You guys are still doing consistently excellent work. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you especially for the latest episode. It had me laughing out loud. Nice. I'm glad I never actually had the misfortune of watching Into Darkness because I've experienced it so much filtered through savage criticism such as yours that I don't think I could find a shred of joy in it. So thank I would, you. I would like to I I would like to know like what other savage criticism there is. Not that like we're the only ones. Like I know Red Letter Media is pretty hard on it. Uh I always feel like there isn't a lot of I I feel like people are too afraid. To, to criticize it. I don't know. It's I seem to find a lot of like people who aren't making content who savagely criticize it. Yeah. But content yeah. makers seem to kind of give it a pass. Yeah, because it's J.J. Abrams and that guy is cool. Well, liking things gets you way more attention. Sure. It's, you're not allowed to not like stuff. Yeah, if you're negative, sure. then people hate you. Yeah, you're just a so, big meanie. Our podcast is going to be very popular. Oh, going to be? <laughs> you <laughs> think you mean it is? <laughs> uh, uh, that brings me to the first thing I want to talk about. You guys mentioned a lot of 9-11 imagery in Into Darkness. I don't yeah. suppose it would surprise you to learn that Roberto Orsi, the writer behind all those co uh, collapsing buildings, is in fact a 9-11 truther and conspiracy theorist. That does not surprise me at all. It's true. Apparently he'd spent a lot of time on his long-since deactivated Twitter account just asking questions, quote-unquote, about government agendas and false flags. I suppose oh the movie would have God. benefited from a more subtle hand, but they don't do subtle with these ones. I fucking love that you told me that. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. That if that's makes true, that's, so much fucking sense, though. That's incredible. Holy that's incredible. shit. Like, I don't Building know why seven, they didn't click. Guys. I don't yeah. know why they didn't click for me, because, like, it turns out to be a false flag, right? Because right. fucking they were the ones who woke Khan up, and it was their plan. Right, it was their plan, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck you, Roberto Orsi. I love it, man. I love watching, like... I love watching the un... The, the, the holy... The holy fall. I love it. Oh, my God. Un, the untouchably... Like, like, I always feel like, like, getting back to kind of what we were talking about with Abrams, like, I feel like he's, like, anointed. He's been the anointed one, right? Yeah. And, like, I love that, like, somebody, like, involved with his, like, core team of writers is, like, a fucking 9-11 truther for fuck's sakes. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, fucking, dude. It makes so much sense. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm, like, kicking myself because I never even thought of it, but A to B... It might not be your real name, but it's your real name now. I'm allowing it because you I hope it's true. It I, I hope it's true. I don't know. I, I've never heard that before. Uh, I, it's I, true to me now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Roberto Orky truth. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, what about the imagery? What about the 9-11 imagery? Yeah. I can't talk. 
Uh, one thing I did notice about all three of the 2009 Star Treks is that they all followed the same theme. A mysterious man of the past appears. He is driven by a desire for vengeance against something or someone that represents the Federation. Mm-hmm. He has at his command a mighty weapon that could kill countless innocents. The plots are driven by vendettas. Nero versus Spock, Khan versus Marcus, and Idris Elba versus the Yorktown Station. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, New Trek movies are all about characters reacting to these circumstances. The yeah. heroes are being reactive instead of proactive, allowing the villains to dictate the terms of their conflict. It's no wonder they feel yep. dark and unpleasant. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, like you look at something like the, the probe in 4, it's like it's like a force of nature. Like, literally, they can't do anything about it. But so, the, so Starfleet has to, like, use its best to fix the problem. That's what Star Trek is. Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole series, like, Starfleet runs into problems or whatever, but they're proactive in fixing them. The problem right. is never ahead of them. Right. And it doesn't it's catch them blindsided. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I hate these movies. Uh... <laughs> With all that said, I was just watching the TNG episode The Devil's Do recently, and it got me thinking. Say that Starfleet Intelligence, or Section 31, gathers up a ragtag team of felons that have been apprehended on the <laughs> Enterprise in DS9, such as Arda from the episode, uh, Berlinghoff Rasmussen from Rasmussen. Matter of Time, oh, Mardis Mazor from DS9's Rivals, etc., They'd be recruited for dirty work that Starfleet officers... Co- is this the Suicide Squad movie? <laughs> this is the Suicide Squad, <laughs> In exchange for reduced sentences and pardons. Essentially, it would be the Dirty Dozen or Suicide Squad, by way of Star Trek. What do you think of the idea? Can you think of any other colorful characters that you'd like to see in such a spinoff? What about the pirate guy from TNG? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Han Solo? <laughs> yeah, Han Solo, not Solo. Not Han Solo? Not Han Solo? Uh, I think you would need solo. You fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would need like a grounding Starfleet influence. Like you would need uh, something to compare them to. Is there somebody like that in Suicide Squad? Uh, there's yeah no not, not there's nothing in that movie. That movie's terrible. I didn't see it. So oh, but it's like, terrible. Yeah. In the comics, there's this guy named Jack Flag, right? Who's like a Captain America style hero. Yeah, that's he's in the movie too, oh, but he's no. he's not. That's good. He gets I'm, caught up in a love affair with the ghost lady. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing that. <laughs> um, I don't think I would like that spinoff. I hate to say it, since you brought us such great information. I just I don't see it being something that I'd be too interested in. Yeah, I'm not, a lot of people I, I, talk about that though that they want to see stuff outside of the Federation in the Star Trek universe. Watch Deep Space Nine. Um, that has a lot of outside Federation stuff, but it still has Federation stuff. I would just miss they that wanna, in a Star Trek universe, you know? Yeah, that's I, like, uh, dude. If you had a chance to like live in the Federation or live anywhere else, like you'd be a moron to not live in the yeah, Federation. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You'd be a maquis ass fucking moron. You'd be dumb as fuck. Like, they'll just yeah, give me stuff and I can do whatever key. I want. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. <laughs> fight me, everybody. Just fucking fight me. I hate him. Stupid He's plot. He's so mad. He's so mad. Stupid plot and I hate it. Um, well, Would you watch something like that, Josh? Uh, probably not. I don't... I don't... I'm not... I don't go for, like, the whole, like, exact opposite side of the coin. Like, there's, like... I don't know. There's plenty of, like... Uh, darkness in human beings to to explore with like 
regards to like like the human psyche, you know? Like you don't need like a literal bad guy to show me the darkness uh, that exists in people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, it's more interesting. People have been talking about doing an academy show for a really long time, showing how like Starfleet officers are made. Yeah, that would be cool. They could put that shit on CW. Oh yeah. Just have uh, really, really attractive twenty-somethings uh, <laughs> play teenagers in Starfleet Academy. Yeah, and they're all like kissing each other all the time, yeah. and then like, uh oh, someone broke up with someone. Except it's okay because it's the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like everyone's priorities are a little more straightened out. Yeah, in, if they put that the on CW, it would be god awful. I'm just joking, it would be everybody. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's all the late night stream of consciousness rambling that I could cram into one email for you guys. Keep on shirting. <laughs> A to B. Thanks for writing in. Great email. Uh, <laughs> our next email is um, a question. I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do like a th- I'm just gonna allow everybody to hear this, right? Okay. Um, Case Moore, I think is okay. his name. Um, He says, hey guys, I was just listening to an older episode today and you said something about not having your own music. I know the whole unsolicited offer thing is taboo, but I genuinely like the podcast and just want to know if some original music for intros, outros, etc. would be something you're looking for. Fuck yeah, dude. Hashtag 420 (laughs) phase it. (laughs) 420 phase it? I wanted to say that just because that was it. (laughs) But yeah, fuck fuck yeah. If you guys want to send us some music, like... Yeah, we'll we'll mention you and shit. We'll like put your name on everything. Yeah, whatever. That would be fucking awesome. I mean, like, yeah, we would of course choose like one to be the opening right. theme. We might change it like every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the ending theme, we could fucking rotate out with, with yeah. what everybody makes if if they make something that's cool. Hell yeah, dude! I'd be all about it. I'm horny for them original tunes. Yeah, me too, man. We will <laughs> whore your shit everywhere. And when our podcast actually becomes popular in 20 years, yeah. you will be yeah. out there. You're on the ground floor of the basement of this sucker, though. You're so on we're the sub-sub-basement of this tenement building. You're in the section 31 underneath <laughs> the building, wherever the fuck. Uh, hopefully nobody drops a ring into a glass. <laughs> this ring is explosive! Our next email is from Biscuit. Biscuit. Who says, uh, who I actually know from uh, Discord. Is he a horse? It is a she- lady. Oh, shit. See, I presumed already too much. Oh, what a fucker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, Jeff and Josh. Biscuit here. I don't Hi, know Biscuit. if this has been asked or not yet, but if you could get rid of a Star Trek movie, any movie besides the new ones. Oh, this is easy. I know all this caps. One already. Which one would it be? And who would you want to have replace Will Wheaton on TNG? Uh, I'd get rid of Insurrection. It's pointless. Oh, it's a pointless movie. Yeah. As much as I hate Nemesis more than Insurrection, I, I'd get rid of I, Insurrection. No, here's what you do. I think I mentioned it on the Nemesis or Insurrection podcast. Like, you get rid of Insurrection, you make Nemesis, whatever... And then you make the follow-up to Nemesis. Yeah, then that would finish be fucking Nemesis. amazing. Yeah, that's what you do. I don't. I want Final Frontier to continue existing because it's like yeah. the low bar that everything else can be judged by for actual <laughs> movies I care about. Yeah, it's so dumb, but like, whatever. It's harmless dumb. Yeah, it's it's silly as fuck, and it has Go a lot of stuff a in it that's fun that I really enjoy. 
Um, um, why aren't we just making Go Climb a Rock shirts? I'm going to, and you know this. Fuck. We've discussed it before, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very good memory. Uh, who would you have replaced Will Wheaton in TNG? I would get the kid from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. <laughs> Sean Astin probably oh, yeah? would be great. He'd be great. He's uh, great in everything. He so. is great in everything. That's true. He would have been somewhere around the right age for it too. Yeah, yeah. They're like the same age, right? Like they're Maybe. similar in age. I would have got Corey Haim, and then I would have replaced him uh, with the other with Corey. Feldman. Corey with Feldman, Feldman when Corey Haim died. I would have been terrible. <laughs> it might have been worse. That would have been. Oh my no, god. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the guy from Parker Lewis can't lose because he's got to <laughs> do something. Like he's got to get some type of job. I'm, I'm looking. I'm gonna look up. Parker. I think he's way too old to be. He was too old to be Wesley at he the was, time. He was. He was like thirty when that Jesus. show. Jesus. He wasn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. He's up. looking him up. I will share. Corin Nemec is his name. Jesus. That is a Star Trek name. He should have been on yeah. it. He still does stuff. He's in a lot of things. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm, maybe he couldn't lose. I've never heard of any of this shit, but he's, he does it. He's still oh, he does movies like Robocroc, uh, Lake oh, Placid no. versus Anaconda. Jesus. Oh, he was in Star Trek Renegades. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know who Dragon else was in that movie? Tim Russ. Tim Russ, yeah. He, like, funded it, right? He was like, <laughs> I'll make your fucking movie. I'm Tim Russ. Just let me be in it. Let me play Tuvok one more time. Um, we got a really interesting PS on this one. Oh, shit. P.S. My mom's cousin dated Will Wheaton, and if she had decided to settle down, he would have probably ended up being a relative of mine. Oh, man, you, you're right. Mom's cousin dodged a bullet. Yeah, you dodged a bullet by association. Yeah. Like, that is a horrific fate. He would have to listen to his on... tweets. Ooh. <laughs> Anytime somebody brought up Will Wheaton to shit on him, you just get all uncomfortable. Like, uh, he comes over to dinner, uh, like, three times a year. You mean Uncle Willie's? <laughs> uh, I love yeah. him. He's a great actor. Did you see Dude. him on Eureka? <laughs> He's terrible in, uh... The first two seconds of the new Mystery Science Theater. He's Dude, awful. He's terrible in Eureka. He's so bad. <laughs> Eureka's a great show, by the way, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. Uh, he's yeah. awful on it, but uh, he forgot how to be an actor. He like just forgot. How to he do was stuff. never a very good one. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But uh, his his character was the problem, and then he became the problem when he got older. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the president in Ready Player One, so he's the president of nerds as well. So we should all. He's he's. I didn't vote. He's for the him. Donald Trump esque president of nerds. He's the self appointed president of nerds. Like, who the fuck appointed him to be, like, the spokesman for the dork community? Fuck you, dude. I don't know. I think it's sad enough that there's a dork community. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, our final email of the night is a, a bit lengthy, so strap yourself in. Okay, I'm already strapped on. I have my strap on. Whoa, I mean, I'm whoa, strapped in. Whoa! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna move on from that. Our, uh, God, please tell me you have a regular name at the end of this. Oh, no, you don't. Uh, um, oh, no. Our, our last email is from Zizanion. Zizanion, okay. Um, hey, Jeff and Josh, loving the podcast, hoping it has a long run. 
Thank you. Oh, me too. Me Don't too. fire me, Jeff. God, if anybody's getting fired, you know it's gonna be me. You like, know I talk to my get, fucking self? Fuck that get shit. Get fucking kicked out and Mike Sadorf's <laughs> gonna be on here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> A couple of questions. Okay. Uh, what do you know about the non-English speaking Star Trek fan base? Um, uh, not. I know I play Star Trek online with a lot of them. <laughs> Does that help you? I uh, hear that Star Trek is or was big in Japan. There was even a game series and anime called Star Ocean, which was basically a Star Trek copy to a. Point. Yeah, I know Star Ocean. Yeah, um, I've heard of that. I looked up Star Ocean after I read this email the first yeah. time. And I looked up a long play, which is like a let's play, but people shut the fuck up. Don't talk over it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 long plays, yeah. Um, which is what the internet used to be back in my day. <laughs> back in 010. But I watched um, Star Ocean Till the End of Time, which the creator said was his most perfect vision of the Star Ocean world. I wanted to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. And I literally watched two episodes of a long play, which equaled out to about 45 minutes, uh, and there was no space... The main character was wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and uh, he was basically trying to get a girl to stop fucking with him. Oh, so it's a thing from Japan. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have no idea about the quality of those games, but I have a very poor first impression of them. <laughs> um, yeah. In Mexico, Star Trek never had the large following scene in English-speaking countries, so it was hard mm-hmm. to track down when it aired. Yeah. As far as I know, the full show for Spanish speakers was never released as a set. That's uh, crazy. I took English courses since I was very young, but bootleg tapes of TNG were the one thing that forced me to improve my English. That's awesome. That is really fucking cool. <laughs> I think imagining a better and more meaningful future is a universal desire, and this Agreed. is why fans are so defensive when the remakes are Fast and the Furious in space. Agreed. That's Absolutely exactly agreed. it. You summed up the entirety of our J.J. Abrams Trek episodes in yeah, one, one email sentence. message. We should just give you the podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll get fired and you'll be the next one. Um, <laughs> Welcome aboard, Zazani. <laughs> you better get an easier to pronounce screen name, though. He has a way more cool Star Trek sounding name than you do, Jeff. Yeah, there's nobody on Star Trek named Jeff. I will say That's- that. That's ah, true. Maybe yeah, no, there's nobody no. on Star Trek named Josh either. So no, there isn't. That's a very 1980s name, Josh. Yeah. Jeff is a very 1950s name, so yeah. I'm not sure why it didn't show up. But <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like you hit the nail on the head with uh, imagining a better and more meaningful future is a universal desire for why yeah. Star Trek is so popular in other parts of the world as well. It's universal. Yeah. It's not just an English-speaking desire to see a better future. Right, it's not an American... So- I mean, America, as far as I know, the United States doesn't even exist in Star Trek anymore. No, it doesn't. The, it's just, uh, they always Earth say North America. one government. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's... Uh, you know, it says something that, like, this American-made television show is even thinking about, like, well, like... Fuck it. Fuck nationalism in any form, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm I'm a big fan of that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a little nationalismed out right now. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's the time period we're in. Yeah. Who knows? Not to date this, but yeah. <laughs> we're all gonna die before this becomes dated anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, second question: As Trek boys, what Trek would you boys, th- <laughs> Trek boys. 
what would you think of a future Star Trek series in a strange and abstract style, reminiscent of sci-fi art films? Uh, what oh, do you man. think of sci-fi films like Solaris? I didn't see uh, that. I've seen the remake of Solaris. I've never seen the original Solaris. I hear it's wonderful. The remake's pretty good. Um, I don't... I think that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, uh, they go further into saying, I know you were bored of the motion picture with all those long shots trying to be 2001. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really bored with it. Like, I like that movie. Yeah, that, that, there's still a movie there. It's just... Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, if that was boring, it's because of its it's superficial, which is right. It is just trying to ape 2001. Yeah, they're 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 cashing in on special effects. They're like, yeah. look, we have them now. <laughs> Abstract Twilight Zone oddness is already a big Trek theme, mostly in yeah. the series, but it always comes back to Earth in the characterization, so to speak. The way I figure in such a distant future, especially in the next, next generation, after surviving the Borg, Barkley getting in touch with some godly race in the center of the galaxy, Wesley getting <laughs> spirited away by some eighth-dimensional spirit man, and so much other weirdness, how would they manage to remain human in the first place? They always contrived a way to zap eighth-dimensional walkers back to humanity, or do they just exit them from the show? But what if they don't? Well, that's the question, right? Like, when you go out there, you're really finding out what it is to be human. It, you're, not, you're not going out there to, to reaffirm, like, oh, this is definitely how I feel. Like, hu- human beings go find things because they want to see, like, well, how's it going to make us, like, change? That's and why we do anything. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing about Star Trek anyway, is that... And the thing that people misunderstand about Gene Roddenberry, like, putting his foot down and saying there's not going to be infighting... Yeah. That humanity has evolved beyond that because of our experiences in space. Right. It doesn't matter if you're not going to have an argument about somebody like you're not going to have an argument about so, like uh uh you know you you fucked my girlfriend when like you know space cyborgs could fucking kill you at any moment. <laughs> like it it's, all it's, it's a little trivial at that point. You it's know? like you go out in space and you gain a better understanding of what it is to be a human being. Right. And you become a better human being for the experience. Right. And humanity is like like the uh what's the right term here like what's like a fantasy like the the homunculus of the group right like it takes on different that's true different like it takes what it needs from like other races like it learns how to be a little more logical and they learn how to be a little more like patient and stuff like that because of their experiences with other races like they see a lot of themselves mirrored back at them and they learn to move away from that and get better yeah. from that. Like, they see the Vulcan... They're the Klingons, like, anger and their, right. like, warlikeness. And they see, like, the Tellarites were one of the first races they ran into, and they see these argumentative assholes... Yeah, they're who, argue, ...who argue for fun, and they're like, yeah. shit, that's kind of us. Yeah, we kind of just do that, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yep. look on any internet forum of any kind, and you will see Tellarites all through it. Yep. Um, the internet is full of Tellarites. It's true. We all become Tellarites on the internet. <laughs> that would make a great shirt, I think. That's, that's um, a good idea. That's great. Yeah. Shirt it. Shirt it. A new series wouldn't have to leave out all that good religious, moral, and political allegory that Star Trek is known for. But would a series more focused on transhumanist art house Star Trek work? Or would it be too smart, too pretentious for its own good, or just impossible to do in a compelling way? I remember reviews of TNG back in the day that said it was too smart for its own good. 
Mm-hmm. Then again, if cat fucking dude bro Kirk movies stay profitable <laughs> enough to keep making them while the smart Trek is kaput, weren't they ultimately right? Anyway, yeah. have a good one and thanks for ripping into J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Thank you. Great email. Like, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, there are great shows like science fiction and horror shows. Like Rod Serling usually had something to do with them. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, fucking uh, Twilight Zone, but like. Night Gallery is like a thing, like a, yeah, a good example exactly. where it's a l- little more like weird, a little more arty. I mean, it it can work. Like I don't want to say like it can't because like mean, the I don't original know. series had touches of that. Really, I mean, yeah. I was talking about this with somebody earlier today that like whenever somebody does a parody of the original series, they always have like even like shitty TV lighting and like right. wide flat angles. And there's none of that in Star Trek. It's always very, very carefully yeah. lit. Well, that's, and, that's like, that tons was their of whole, close yeah. angles and shit. Yeah. And uh, like, there's this sort of dreamlike quality that's caused because of that. And I, uh, every episode was like Twilight Zone in space. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is great. Yeah. Well, I think one of my, my, that email reminded me of, I don't know the name of the episode, but the episode where, uh, they're eating the cellular peptide cake in TNG. Oh, yeah. I think that's They have that dream sequence where, uh, like, um, Troy is the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Data has a phone inside of him. There's that gif of, like, them answering the phone. Yeah. Like, that's the most, like, art house episode I can remember off the top well, of my head and that's that one, pretty fucking weird there's that one episode where like Data is like he goes into his own he starts dreaming he learns how to dream yeah he yeah. learns how to dream and that one is real trippy yeah and weird so I feel like audiences don't turn away from that if that's what you're making from the beginning and you put your yeah. all into it like that's Start- that's a problem with productions these days is that right. they dip their toe into that shit. And as right, soon as like audiences are like, no, I want explosions, they pull back. Right. They they wuss out, yeah. Uh, there's a great uh, series called The Prisoner. It's a British show, which is crazy. It is a crazy, like, like esoteric mindfuck of a show. Oh, yeah? And there's a, a lot of, like, TNG... I think was inspired by I don't know that for sure, but it feels like they a lot of like the more uh cerebral TNG uh took a lot from that show. I recommend watching that show. I would recommend also watching it high on marijuana if you can. <laughs> uh, this podcast does not promote marijuana use. It's decriminalizing Philly baby <laughs> Except it does. <laughs> boy, Poor boy, uh, British TV seems to be a lot more like capable of just throwing itself completely into a concept, and then we yeah. like rip it off for an American version. We later. rip it off and we blow we blow it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you ever see Life on Mars? I never saw. No, I never saw either of them. Uh, I know. I hear it's good though. I heard like, it's really good. Life on Mars is like for all purposes like a seventies cop drama. Yeah. Um, but the whole time you're getting just mind fucked wondering if it's even actually happening or not. <laughs> yeah. And there's shit that's like little tiny hints dropped here and there to make you question the main yeah. character's sanity. Oh man, you should watch on. The Prisoner then. You need to watch The Prisoner. It's 
it's a lot of that where it's like what is even real you're like what the fuck is real what am i watching what the hell is going on (laughs) i will have to check that out i feel like that's absolutely doable you would just have to make it clear that's what you're doing from the beginning and stick with it do not pull back from it yeah don't pull out (laughs) yeah just go whole hog as they say (laughs) um Thanks for that email. Thanks everybody for that. That's a great email. Yeah, those are all. These are all great emails. That's my favorite part of the show is answering your emails. Yeah, this is so fun. If you would like to write an email in, you know what? You don't even have to write an email in about Star Trek. You can write an email in about anything. Yeah, fuck it, and we will answer it here. Um, Yeah. Don't ask any questions you think will get you in trouble for asking them, motherfuckers. You know which ones I'm talking about for both of us. But, um, whatever else you want to ask, send them in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Yeah. We love each and every one of you. You're all special to us. <laughs> send money. We love you. Go buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah, buy a shirt. Buy your shirt at shirt, available on Public, or become a patron of Continue Show. Yay! Or maybe another show. Soon. Soon. You're blowing it, Jeff. Turn off the podcast right now. All right, bye, everybody.